What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Bender, along with Adam Ronis. And oh, baby, I got to tell you, Adam, this was uh, as exciting a weekend in sports as I've had in I don't know how long, right? I mean, New York baseball is at the top of its game right now. The New York Jets and Giants both did beautifully in the NFL draft. Um, the New York Rangers are embarking on a uh, on a on a 2022 Stanley Cup quest uh, with a with a series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And and let's just face it, man. And my my fantasy baseball team seemed to be playing better. Um, I, I feel like this was uh, this was a magical weekend, Adam. Yeah, no, it definitely was a good weekend. Uh, as you mentioned, both New York baseball teams are playing great right now. Two hottest teams in baseball. Uh, at the draft this weekend, NBA playoffs, uh, some good stuff going on in baseball. So, yeah, it's a good time right now in sports. Yeah. Uh, did I forget the NBA? I forgot the NBA. I was I was because I was looking at that because uh, I'm 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 into watching the. Uh, what should we call it? The Heat Sixers series, right? Like all of a sudden, like I have sort sort of interest there. Bowden's all in on the uh, on the Miami Heat, um, and uh, and I you know and I'm digging that. And then obviously, uh, you know, Boston and, uh, and and the Bucks. That's already one nothing in favor of Milwaukee. So shit's going on, man. NBA fought, NBA was the the conference semis. Some good stuff. Yeah, second round of playoffs, although, you know, Philadelphia, Miami loses a little bit of luster with Joel Embiid dealing with a concussion and broken orbital bone. Uh, he's out for the first two games. Uh, they hope that he can return for game three, um, but just puts Philly in a really tough spot. You know, you're taking away the highest usage player. The, the offense is built around him, uh, leaves a hole defensively inside the paint. So it's going to be tough uh, for Philadelphia. To compete in the series, I didn't think they were going to win to begin with. And then you take and beat out for at least two games and uh, it, it's going to hurt uh, Philadelphia tremendously. OK. All right. Who's coming out of uh, Bucks, uh, Bucks Celtics? Uh, I'll stick with Boston, but I'm definitely concerned. Um, I think what happened in game one was Boston went from a team that didn't play defense in Brooklyn and then got stunned in game one, like, oh, wow, this Milwaukee team plays defense. But Milwaukee is still, without Chris Middleton, he's likely done for the series. And Boston just had uh, an atrocious game from the field. I think they shot, what, 30% from the field? You're not going to win any playoff game like that. So I don't think they can be that bad once again. Um, they shot 33.3% from the field. Um, they were taking a lot of bad threes. It's not like Milwaukee was great. Milwaukee shot 41.1% from the field. Giannis shot 9 to 25. He had 24 points, so they did a pretty good job there. Um, but they got really, they got hurt on the glass a little bit, offensive rebounds. Marcus Smart did get banged up, so that's something to keep an eye on. Obviously, if he's hurt, that's a real problem for them. And Jalen Brown had like as bad a game as I've seen him play in a while. Uh, just could not hit any shots. There was some talk. He's been dealing with a hamstring issue. Uh, that's been on and off this season. So um, I'm going to stick with Boston here, but definitely have some concerns right now. What's going to be the most exciting series out of these four? Boston, Milwaukee. I mean, Boston, Milwaukee. I'll say okay. Golden State Memphis was a phenomenal game in game one and Golden State pulled it off. But that was a game Memphis needed to win. They had Draymond Green get ejected for a flagrant two. They had Klay Thompson missing free throws late, which we never see. Like, that game was there for the taking. John Morant had a huge game. Jaron Jackson, who is always in foul trouble. This guy's good, but he's always in foul trouble. And he went off like he couldn't miss. So they had two guys get 30-plus points. John Morant, who was uh, not really good in the first round, was tremendous in this game with 34 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. And Jaron Jackson hit six threes. 33 points, 10 rebounds, only three fouls, and they still didn't win. So that was the game that they really needed to have. Uh, Golden State's clearly a better team. But that was a very exciting game. So that series might be, but um, I'm going to say Boston-Milwaukee is still the, the best series uh, in the in the second round here. Okay, cool. All right, so we got a little NBA action there. I mean, no, no need to talk about betting right now, considering two of the series are already 
uh, one game into it. And by the time that we, uh, we, we get into tomorrow or the next day, uh, games will be played tonight as well. So, um, let's move on over. How much, uh, how much of the NFL draft league? I know that you don't, um, do a lot of football when, when, you know, obviously NBA and MLB are going on right now. Um, did you catch any of the NFL draft at all? Yeah. I or mean, at I least follow- the results. Yeah, definitely. I followed most of the first round and obviously Friday when the second and third was going on, there was a lot of sports, but I checked in. So, yeah, I mean, I took obviously took a look at everything that's going on. Um, How do you feel about uh, my Jets outdrafting everybody? Uh, Great. You won the uh, draft on paper. Now let's see the results. On the field. <laughs> well, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't have to play the season, right? We, just, oh, okay. we won the draft, hence, therefore, and such. We won the Super Bowl, right? There you go. That's it. It's over. So just to <laughs> enjoy it. You said you never get a championship, and now you got one. It's, it's my very first. I'm so excited. You should be. How did you uh, – did you have any thoughts on your Cowboys draft? Bowden wasn't too enamored with it. Yeah, I really wasn't either. I mean, it's been a bad offseason for them. Um, it's just they lost so – so much. And then, yeah, you know, I knew they were going to take probably offensive linemen and defense and they did, but, um, you know, the offensive linemen could be a project. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really too happy with it. Okay. I mean, listen, I can, I can understand that. I, I did like, um, what was it? Uh, Jalen Tolbert, your, uh, your third round pick. Yeah. And he should get some action. They obviously need some, Wide receiver depth, they lost a lot there. And Gallup, we don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the season. So, yeah, I mean, he could work his way into a, a pretty good role early on. Um, he has an opportunity to to get some targets because they're so thin. But, yeah, they just – they've lost a lot. And they're still going to be favored to win this division, probably. But they, they got a lot of issues. Oh, I don't know, man. I tell you, right? Eagles did themselves some, some really nice work there, I thought. I mean, not only acquiring – uh, AJ Brown, but you know, just putting the rest of their draft together, they've got. There's, I, I think there's, there's more to be had with the Eagles there if Jalen Hurts can take that next step forward. Because I mean, you know, listen, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and and Dallas Goddard, your your offensive line, you brought back guys, guys are healthy. Um, well, to I'm me, saying, it's a make or break season not, for Jalen. I'm not Hurts. saying I'm not saying Dallas will win a division. They are the favorite though. Are they? Are they? Are yeah. their odds up right now? Mm-hmm. On DraftKings, they're minus one ten. Eagles are plus two seventy five. Really? Mm-hmm. Cowboys, Cowboys I, are minus one. Do you feel like that's accurate though? No, I mean, I in all I honesty, I don't. I don't. I would not bet them to win the division. I think they have issues. That you know, again, I thought last year they had a lot of talent and they still underachieved. And I think this division is is wide open now. I hope I'm wrong, obviously, but I wouldn't bet on them to win a division. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I'm I'm just surprised that they're so heavily favored as well. That's that that actually surprises me a little bit. But I mean, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I'm not gonna. <clears throat> I'm not gonna. I mean, the Eagles did move after the draft. I think when the NFL draft started, uh, the Cowboys were minus one twenty in BetMGM. Now it's minus one hundred five, and the Eagles went from plus three hundred to plus two fifty. So the draft did shift the odds. Um, and, you know, obviously more towards Philly. Yeah. Um, as they should, as they should. <clears throat> so this uh, over over the weekend as well, as we uh, as we like to do on Sirius XM, right? We like to uh, uh, draft way too early. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and, you know, I'll tweet out the draft board with the uh, with the link here. Um, but, I, you know, listen, it was uh, it was it was entertaining to say the least. Um I took Brees Hall in the third round because I've never been so excited about a Jets draft. I mean, at least 20, 25 plus years. It's been it's been for me to actually be excited about a, a New York Jets draft. So, you know, I made that move. You can see where all the rookies go. But here's the interesting thing. And this is one of the things this is one of the reasons why I like doing this. draft. And I'm disappointed right now because get this, like we've been playing this this draft out for years. Right. And now all of a sudden it's just a mock. I'm like, come on, man. Like that's, isn't that the whole point of this is that you want to try and get as good of a draft. I think, I think we got complaints from some of the, uh, we only, I only cover football people 
um, talking about the fact that they're, you know, that they, you know, year after year, they consistently overdraft all these rookies that they're all in on like all the rookie hype. And I've been like, I've been in the championship game in this, uh, in this particular league for like, you know, what, three out of the last four years that I've been in the championship game with, with multiple championships under my belt, because I always sit there and I build a team uh, and I ignore the rookie hype. Like I totally ignore the rookie hype. I'm not saying I don't take rookies at all, but I go after the proven talent, right? If you're gonna let if you're gonna let quality guys fall because you wanna you wanna you know elevate some you know bullshit rookie, then then I'm gonna take advantage of that uh, time and time again. Um, I had the fourth pick overall. I gotta be honest with you, man. I was surprised that Ezekiel Elliott fell to me there in round two. And I and so I took him. I took him, you know, like a year now that that that'll be under his belt, healing. Hopefully the knee is good. Here's a guy who and listen, this is not me to like fluff your cowboys at all, but in a year where we were like criticizing Ezekiel Elliott and talking about how down of a year he had, he fucking finished his RB8. Right? RB8. So you're going to let the, the eighth best running back from last season in a down year, you're going to let him fall all the way to uh, to the back end of round two. I'm in on that, Adam. And I, you know me, you know, I hate, I hate drafting Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have concerns, you know, to me, the whole, he finished RB eight last year means nothing to me. I look at points per game, you know, Zeke played most of the year and he played terribly when he was hurt and he shouldn't have been on the field. So um, I definitely have concerns about him. I don't think it's a no-brainer to take him there in round two. Where did he rank in points per game? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. But the, uh, people use that. I'm pretty sure he's not eighth. I'm pretty sure he's not eighth. Let's eighth. see. Let's. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check this out right now. 2021 fantasy football running backs points. Per game, you're looking full PPR or half point PPR. Well, I'm gonna see what kind of scoring formats they offer me first, Adam. How about that? Let's see. Let's see. Because I'm just kind of curious as to where he finishes the, uh, you know, in like the points per game kind of a situation. Yeah, I'm look up one of my leagues from last year and see that uh-huh. one is a full point PPR though. But, um. All right, here we go. Let's go. Running backs, average points per game. Um, Zeke was, yep, here you go. He's down at um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. He was 15th. So yeah, he, finished, I mean, he finished the season overall as RB8, and then he was 15th in points per game, averaging 14.8 points per game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great, though. I mean, you're shooting for more in round two. You don't want just someone who's going to get you 12 to 14 points a game. And, you know, you look from week 11 on in a PPR, 12.8, He's relying on touchdowns. I mean, he had 52 rushing yards or fewer from week eight on. 52 or fewer. And he was getting double-digit carries in six of those games. And, you know, the offensive line, not as good as it was last year. And he's older, man. He's 26. But, man, a guy played in college and he's had all these carries all these years. Yeah, it's not so much the age as much as it is the mileage. Yeah, it's the wear and tear. And he's just not an explosive back anymore. He's not going to break off long plays. I just, to me, he's just not like, oh, wow, so much value round two. I don't see it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, I went running back, running back with those first two picks, and then I went running back for the third pick, too, just so I could screw everybody over and take Brees Hall. You love going running back heavy early. Well, I'll tell you what. Here you go. So first pick overall, I took Joe Mixon, right? In consideration for that pick was Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Najee Harris. Those are those are the four guys I was looking at, right? Two wide receivers, two running backs. Um, so I went running back there with uh, with Mixon, who I just you know what what give me fifteen to twenty carries by on average. Give me the workload that he had last year. 
Give me double-digit touchdowns again. Uh, you know, with, with how explosive a passing offense this is, and with the way that we've seen them utilize the ground game, that was that was Joe Mixon for me. So I was fine with that. Then it came back to me with the next pick. And yeah, you know, Tyreek Hill was still on the board. Mike Evans was still on the board. Keenan Allen was still on the board. I even thought about the possibility of A.J. Brown, but I kind of wanted to see where Brown would slip just based on the fact that, you know, he goes to Philadelphia now and it's Jalen Hurts and and we'll see what happens there. So that's why I went Elliott. And I took Elliott over Elijah Mitchell, James Conner. I even took him over Aaron Jones, David Montgomery. Those are the guys who were all kind of, you know, sitting out there, Cam Akers even. Um, <clears throat> so I went I went with, uh, with, with Elliott with that second pick. And then um, coming back around, I was all set. I was going to take A.J. Brown. I was like, all right, if A.J. Brown falls to me in the third, right, let me see what happens. And, uh, and I was going to take him next. And then it ended up with uh, A.J. Brown went two picks right before me. I didn't really, I didn't really love the wide receivers. Like, you know, I mean, I like T Higgins. I like Deontay Johnson. We did not know about Deandre Hopkins six game suspension for Pede's use. Um, so I was like, fuck it. You know what, man? I, I'm a Jets fan. I never get to take a jet this early in a draft. So I grabbed Brees Hall, but I'll tell you what, in all honesty, I think, I think I think by the time we get to August with a good solid training camp for him, I think Brees Hall kind of settles down in the uh, in the in the third round uh, as you know for his ADP. I could. I mean, my concern is how much does Michael Carter cut into his passing game work because um, that obviously will hurt in PPR formats. Uh, so that that would be the concern um, right now. I'd probably see him as like a fourth round pick right now, but. You know, depending on what they announce as his role on the team and how much work he'll get involved, you know, he could move up. He definitely could. I also didn't see him coming back to me in the fourth round either. You know, one, two, three, four, five more running backs came off the board uh, in between that. So I felt uh, I felt pretty good about that. But yeah, running back, running back, running back. I was I wanted to go uh, wide receiver there in the third, but it didn't. So I went wide receiver. In three out of my next four picks, and uh, and and tight end, I uh, I got Juju Smith Schuster. If you figure, you know, like it's not just what he, you know, having Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback is obviously going to uh, should help elevate his game. I think um, it's the AFC West, dude. Right, like the AFC. I took Cortland Sutton as my next guy as well. Those AFC West games playing each other twice a year, like I guarantee you at least 75% of those games all have an over under of 50 or more. Oh, yeah. I mean, that division is loaded. It's going to be so much fun. The quarterbacks, the talent on offense. Yeah, you're definitely going to see a lot of points being put up. So I wanted to make sure that I got like little pieces of those offenses kind of floating around later on in the draft. I took Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Um, figure what the fuck, why not? Right. Pair him up with Cortland Sutton and, and have him in the, uh, in that range. Uh, George Kittle, I took in the sixth round. He fell all the way. I'm curious to see uh, if that kind of, if, if this ADP for Kittle kind of sustains uh, from year to year. Now I thought that this was a real draft, right? So I have Tony Pollard and Michael Carter, both on my, uh, on my roster here. I fucking handcuffed those suckers and we'll just kind of see what happens with that. But then I hit some rookie receivers, Christian Watson, who should now be Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, right? They finally draft a, a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. Oh Lordy. Oh Lordy. So I'm kind of psyched about that. Again, I'll tweet this link out here. I know it's a little early for the fantasy football chatter, but, um, Again, coming off of, uh, of of such a great draft for the New York teams, even the Giants, Adam. I know you hate the Giants too. They did a good job with their draft as well. I mean, listen, those first two picks um, could not have gone any better for them, right? You take uh, Evan Neal. Well, first you take Kyle Thibodeau, right, as as your edge rusher, and then and you're leaving still the two best offensive tackles 
sitting on the board. So, you know, you're getting at least one of them. Yeah, it definitely worked out for them in the first round. There's no question about it. He'd seeing it, obviously. I felt like, you know, the Eagles and the Giants did well here. Um, so not good for my Cowboys. So I, I don't like seeing it, but got to be objective. And uh, they definitely did a good job there. Definitely did a very good job. All right. We're going to shout out to our sponsors right now. Uh, give them a little hello, pay some bills. When we come back, let's talk some New York baseball, shall we? There's some exciting stuff going on right now. Uh, as we speak, the Mets are sitting there with a 2-1 lead on the Braves. Yankees are sitting there tied up with uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. But these are the teams with the two best records in Major League Baseball. We'll get Adam's thoughts when we return after this. Hi, right, Adam. Uh, I, I know you're super excited about what, what's going on with the Mets right now, man. This is, um, this is an exciting time for uh, a little New York baseball, um, maybe reminiscent of a, uh, of a 2000 season where we had a Subway Series. Oh, it's a little early for that. It's only May. So, but yeah, I mean, don't be a killjoy. Don't be I a killjoy. Both teams coming into the year with the top in top five for our odds to win the World Series. So it's not that surprising. I think with the Mets, um, it's nice to see them get off to a fast start. Their pitching's been phenomenal. I mean, that's really been the story. Is you know, Chris Bassett was a great addition. Um, he's pitched very well. Carrasco looks back, even though he was not good in his last start. Um, Taiwan Walker has been good for his two starts. We know how great Scherzer is. I mean, he's still prone to the home runs and we saw him give up three on Sunday night, but he tends to give up the solo shots, which is not as much of a killer. And in city field, you know, hopefully less home runs, uh, in that park, your boy, uh, your boy Schwarber doing the damage by the way, right? Yeah, I know. Bittersweet in the fantasy realm. Yeah, except I I only have Schwarber in like I think only one league at DC. I don't know why, but I did also feel he had a good shot to lead the National League in home runs this year. And I remember I told you we were doing that prop draft. I'm like, where's Schwarber on the board? Because at one point it was 30 and a half. I mean, he's going to crush that. There's no doubt. As long as he stays healthy, he's just got elite power. And then you're putting him in Philadelphia. And I know the average is not there right now. But once it starts to warm up in that park in Philly, I mean, he's just going to crush. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Mets are getting great pitching bullpen still have some question marks, but you know, they, and offensively, you know, Starling Marte was a good did, uh, addition. Conha, Jeff McNeil has rebounded. He looks like the McNeil we saw two years ago. Uh, Nimmo gets on base, Alonso, Lindor, obviously we all felt second year in New York. We started to see it down the stretch. So, and they're playing, you can see they're just, they're fun. They're and I know it looks that way when you win. Oh, how much fun they're into the game. But they just have this passion um, and electricity. You know, they've had some good comebacks uh, last week against St. Louis, down 2 nothing in the ninth. And they needed some help from the Cardinals defense. But, you know, they came back and won that game. That was a good win. Uh, so, yeah, it just feels really good right now, the way they're playing. And, you know, they've also played some good teams. It's not like they're beating up on these shit teams. I've played the Phillies a lot already, playing the Braves, uh, played the Cardinals. So it's not like they're just – I know they played Arizona, I think, six times. Even though Arizona somehow is like 10 and 13 and we thought they'd be terrible. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're playing very well right now. And, you know, you just hope that – obviously health is a big factor. Uh, they're pretty healthy right now outside of Jacob DeGrom. And, you know, they really don't have any reason to rush him back at this point. Um, and they've also played most of their games on the road. So, um, yeah, they're in good shape right now. But, you know, I still think the Braves are really good, even though they're not playing well. I think the Marlins are better than people think. And, um, you know, the Phillies are still good. So it's not an easy division. The only team that I think that's bad is Washington. Uh, yeah, Washington. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, 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 they look horrible. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a tougher division here, right? I mean, even the Marlins, you know, I mean, I, I, I think that – while they have a, a couple of uh, speed bumps ahead of them, I, I still think that the Marlins um, are looking good. Mets minus one fifty to win the NL East right now. Oh boy, look at you! Right? Is that does that hurt you? Does it make you nervous when they start throwing odds like that around there? Well, I was nervous in the beginning of the year. I think they were top five to win the World Series. So I was like, oh, please don't do this because <laughs> they were showing a graphic in tonight's game, July 29th last year. The Mets were in first place. Cause they were basically showing where the Braves were and then how the season ended. And I think I even said it at the top. I'm like, man, 
you know, the Braves are a team that's going to get hot and they could win this division because I love their pitching. I just I was surprised at how bad they were for um, the first four months of the season. And then obviously Mets injuries and no DeGrom and it fell apart. So that's why. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm surprised the Braves are 10 and 13 going into this game because I, I think they will be better. I know the back to back World Series and everything, but. You know, I still think they're a good team. And, you know, Max Fried's a good pitcher. Kyle Wright's turned it around. They need to get Charlie Morton going. You know, he has not been good so far, but Braves are still very good. I'm not. And they just got Acuna back as well. So Braves are, are still a very good team despite their slow start. Despite their slow start. All right. So here you go. So Mets are, are minus 150 to win the NL East. The Braves are plus 265. The Mets are plus 400. To win the National League pennant, the Braves are at plus 700. And right now to win the whole thing, yeah, the Mets actually with the third best odds overall with the tied with the Yankees at plus 750 to win the whole thing. Blue Jays. I mean, they, just, they just saw a graphic now. The Mets ERA is 2.99 entry tonight. I mean, that's why you got to like the Mets. I mean, again, it comes down to health. But if you can go into the playoffs – with DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett, and Carrasco, um, or McGill, I mean, it's just a Scherzer-DeGrom. Those guys are healthy. I mean, they can just shut an opponent down. So that's why they're up there, is their pitching has been unbelievable. Uh, and But it comes down to health. You know, we've seen Scherzer late in the season, the last couple, he couldn't pitch last year. He kind of blamed that more on the Dodgers and said they didn't let him throw enough. Um but he's been a consistent workhorse, even though he's 38. And DeGrom, obviously, is key. Um, but they're fortunate that, I mean, this easily could change in two, three weeks. They could go on a losing streak, and all of a sudden they're 500. You're like, oh, shit, we need DeGrom back. But at least they have a little, like, there's no urgency right now. Like, oh, we need DeGrom back. So just get him healthy. Because again, I love, <laughs> no, what? I love how you're reining yourself in here. You're like, I, I want to be excited. No, but look, I, I am, ex dude, I am excited, but I'm not going to be like, oh, that's it. We're winning the World Series. I I've been here too many times. I, <laughs> I like the, I like the, I like the, the aura of this team. It's different. I feel like with Steve Cohen now, like, okay, perfect example. What they did today was the right move. Robinson Cano should have been fucking gone. And I was yes. the old, the old ownership wouldn't have done it. Oh, we're not going to eat 40 million. Why? You're paying it out anyway. It's a sunk cost. Get rid of him. I was pissed enough. He was hitting fucking sixth in the lineup. They had him hitting sixth and Jeff McNeil hitting eighth. Like, what are we doing? So I'm glad they got rid of Cano. And that is just an example of, okay, things are different now. That wouldn't have happened under the Wilpons. Oh, we can't eat that money. Cohen don't care. So Get rid of him. He, he didn't belong on this team. Dominic Smith's better. I want to see him in there against righties, not Cano. So they made that right move. And that's part of the whole new culture, identity, why I feel good. Um, and again, the pitching, you know, Bassett was a, a huge pickup, huge pickup for them. Uh, obviously, Scherzer speaks for itself. McGill has been good so far. We still need to see him be more consistent because he did this last year. He started well and then kind of faded. But was that the workload catching up and not as durable. He's got to get better against left-handed uh, hitters. But again, he's basically your three or four right now. And Carrasco looks back. Uh, the back, the bullpen is going to be need to be improved. Trevor May has not been good. Lugo's been shaky. Um, Diaz was unbelievable. Probably best stuff he had in that combined no-hitter. His slider was nasty. So they definitely have to upgrade the bullpen. There's no question about it. And they will. You know, trade deadline, I know there'll be some bad teams that are out of it that have some good arms. So they're going to they're going to bolster that bullpen um, as we get closer to the trade deadline. So I'm not really concerned there. But, yeah, I mean, they're in good shape. No question about it. And Mets fans should be excited. You know, they're a fun team to watch right now. I'm excited to get out to a game. It was unfortunate when you were in New York that we couldn't get to go. Um, the weather has still been shit here. But I'm um, hoping to go. Oh, yeah, definitely going on May 13th for sure. And then I was even debating going to Philly this weekend. I asked a couple friends and they couldn't do it. And then I'm like, oh, shit, Mother's Day is this weekend. So I'm probably going to go see my mom Saturday since I have softball on Mother's Day. Um, I could still go on Mother's Day to see her. But, yeah, it's just <laughs> they're actually they're, man. My team already asked to move the game up to 830 a.m. due to Mother's Day. I'm like, really? Now I got to get up earlier. But <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited. I will be going to, you know, Mets game soon for sure. Definitely May 13th. I'm going. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's tough during the week though, too, with work and the radio shows, it's really tough to go during the week. So it's kind of got to be the weekend and then Sundays are tough. Like even Sunday night, I was like, Max Scherzer's pitching. I should go. Oh, wait, I got to do a bunch of fab for fantasy. Ah, I got your fab to deal <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, man. It's tough, man. Like, even though it wasn't a big fab week, you can't miss. And I don't want to, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, you have to be excited if you're a Mets fan. You have to be. I mean, they're a fun team right now and they have the ingredients, but it's still only one month. So you got to, you know, you don't want to celebrate too early. And we've been in this position before. I'll just say that the culture, and ownership is different. It's a different feel. Which I totally get. And I totally agree with you. I think, yeah. I mean, listen, bring in a guy like Steve Cohen uh, to to really run the show and to hold the purse strings or at least, you know, keep uh, keep the purse strings uh, wide open um, is is really, you know, what, what it comes down to. You're a big market team. Stop fucking around, right? I mean, do what you got to do. I'm not saying, you know, you, you play constant paycheck baseball, but – you know, for crying out loud, you know, if, if you want to hang with the big boys, you got to play like the big boys. So um, I like that for you, you know, for the Yankees. Listen, I'm excited about the Yankees, right? Um, you know, the pitching is definitely held up nicely after a, a little bit of a rocky start. Nestor Cortez looks really good. Um, you know, Montgomery, who's pitching tonight uh, against the Blue Jays, he's he's looked good. Uh, Garrett Cole shook off that uh, that, that early shit start and early nightmare to you know i don't know i I don't know if he's got some sort of substance what is it like at the base of his ass where his where his thigh meets his ass cheek is that what they were saying that uh that he kept reaching over there like picking his ass or something they worried about uh you know him uh him getting some sticky stuff over there yeah so yeah we'll see i mean i have him on my home league fantasy team so hopefully he pitches well yeah Luis Severino settled down so far nicely. He looks pretty good. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I'll tell you what, man. Now that he's heated up right now, or he, you know, is heating up. I mean, fucking Aaron Judge. Dude, that dude does he doesn't want to play for the Yankees. Like that's that, this this is this is one of the weird things. Like you don't turn down the money that you turn down from the New York Yankees to take your shot at, you know, I'm going to stay healthy this year and finally produce blah 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 uh if if you if you like New York so I I, I genuinely believe that he doesn't want to stay in New York but I, I'll take full advantage of this year as we run him into the ground and he just uh and he just mashes eight home runs right now on the season a couple of multi-hit homer homer games I'm in I'm in on that yeah I'm I mean I will say this uh you know they just this nine-game winning streak against Cleveland, Baltimore, and Kansas City. Their combined record is 25 and 39. You got to win the games that you're supposed I, to win. I agree. But, you know, they've had a really soft schedule to start this year. And the best team they played is the Blue Jays, and they split with them in a four-game series at Yankee Stadium. So um, that's why I think this series is, uh, you know, the Blue Jays have had seven games against the Red Sox and six against the Astros. So they played a tougher schedule. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Yankees are going to be there in the end. It's a tough division. I do think the Blue Jays are a little bit better. Um, yeah, listen, I think the Blue Jays are a better team. Anyway, I thought the Yankees would finish in fourth place this year. No, right? no, no, they won't. I mean, the Red Sox, to me, still have a, some, a lot of holes. They have some issues. Tampa Bay is always the wild card. We look at them on paper and say, oh, and then they always finish and figure out a way to win the division or get the wild card. Look, you have the extra you have the extra playoff teams. That's why I mean, for both New York teams, I mean, it shouldn't be a sweat to get in the playoffs. I mean, they're clearly with the expanded playoffs. I mean, there's no reason why both shouldn't get in Uh, the. I mean, the Yankees obviously will probably make trades as well, I would think. I know some fans are disappointed they didn't do enough. Have you seen Kevin Gossman's numbers this year? Um. I don't think I've seen the overall. I saw what he did the other night. Uh, he has been unbelievable this year. He has not walked a batter this season. 41 strikeouts, no walks over 31 and two-thirds innings. He has a lot of home run. That splitter has kind of been unhittable right now. I mean, it's amazing. 
what he has transformed to. I've always been a big fan. I liked him when he was in Baltimore, but as we know in the past, Baltimore never developed pitching and Camden Yards back then before they moved the walls and, and raised the fences back. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit more conducive to pitchers now, but man, Kevin Gossman has been just unbelievable this year. And I didn't draft him. I kind of thought he was going a little high. I'm like, well, he's leaving. He's going back to the AL East. You know, look what he did with the Giants. But my goodness, when that splitter is on and it's been on now for like a couple of years, it's like unhittable. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to take anything away. I, I I haven't been a big fan. I think it's it, it's definitely because of of Baltimore and coming up. And I mean, yeah, listen, the the, the numbers were never that great. What I always hated and what I always had had issues with was the fact that they, you know, Baltimore, they they did the same thing with him as they did with with Dylan Bundy, right? It's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna start. No, you're gonna you're gonna stay in the bullpen. No, we want to hold you back and spare your arm. So we're gonna keep you in the bullpen. No, we're gonna start you now. And the whole back and forth thing. I mean, I remember when the Yankees did that with Jabba Chamberlain. I was like, you just fucked this guy, right? You just you just took what this guy had and you just fucked him in the ass because uh, you, you you couldn't figure out how to how to properly develop him in, in, into a starter and you uh, and you blew it. It was like, you know, like right around that that time there. I mean, that was also, you know, and then you look at like, you know, how the how the Orioles did that with Bundy and how they did that with Gossman. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't in on that. And then, I mean, you know, God, what, 20, 2019 was that right before the pandemic where he just he just kept getting fucking lit up. It was like between the Braves and the Reds and he just kept getting, you know, slapped around. So, you know, I get it. You go to San Francisco, you start learning to to pitch a little better, you pitch with a little bit more confidence. Um, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of pitchers parks uh, there in the NL West, and you know, just you know, solid move there. But I was with you, man. I, I don't have any shares of him um, because of him coming back and pitching out of Toronto. What he's done so far, I won't take again. I, I won't. I won't take anything away from him or whatever. But I will also like to see what happens when the weather warms up a little bit more. And uh, and and a lot more hitters are are finding their stroke because what we're seeing right now is we're seeing uh, offense in general is down. Yeah, that, well, okay, that's true, but not many are pitching like him. And his worst start of the year was the first one against Texas, and I'm assuming that's you know short and spring. Set, and then he's pitched at Yankee Stadium, at Boston, home to Boston, and home to Houston. He's not beating up on the fucking Royals. I'm not he's, saying that he's beating up on the Royals. I'm not. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying that. He has been dominant. It's not a fluke. Again, this is like three years in a row now. So, and I would be looking at his pitching props for Ks because the last four, nine, eight, nine, and 10. Yeah, well, it's better than listening to Ani Streeter talk about Chris Bubich and 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 his strikeout props. But yeah, listen, I, I, again, I want, you know, I, I get what you're saying about him. Um, I, I'll happily look at some strikeout props, but I do also want to see what he looks like when you know during the summer months. I definitely want to see it. I mean, you know, it's a you know, we're I mean, we're seeing we're seeing, like I said, we're seeing offense down across the board, and you know, and and a lot of pitchers are you know looking really really sharp. Now, what he's doing looks absolutely phenomenal. I mean, listen, you know what this is? This is this is like this is like trying to to argue against. Byron Buxton, right? Like I'm not going to Byron Buxton is, is playing out of his fucking tits again. He looks fantastic. I'm just waiting for when he gets hurt. Right. I mean, that's just, that's, that's the reason why I don't have any no, shares think, of Byron I think, Buxton. I'm I not think this hating, is different. But, See, I think wait, wait, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not hating on the talent of Kevin Gossman. I think what he's doing right now looks absolutely fantastic. What he did in the last two seasons um, developing in San Francisco has been strong. His year last year was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. But I just want to see what happens throughout the first season. I'm not going to get completely overjoyed here about a guy and declare him as the next fucking Cy Young um, off of five starts. Again, he's been doing this for three years. It's not five starts. Two years. No, it's three. This is the third year. He was good in 2020. He was good last year. And he's yeah, good this year. 2020 is, uh, yeah, is okay. It was okay. It was okay. Three six two ERA. I mean, is that that, is that the be all end all? Thirty two point two percent strikeout rate and the six and a half percent walk rate in a shortened season where everybody had fucking COVID and and you were playing against idiots. All right, last year a full season two eight. Last year was great. 
I not, just said to you, I'm not going to take away last year. I think it was see, fantastic. I, see, I think you, you're holding the Baltimore years so much against them, and that's not fair because no one pitches well in Baltimore. He didn't look that great in Atlanta either. Oh, how many starts was that? You're like, oh, 2020, throw out the window. He wasn't good in Atlanta. How many starts was that? Um, I don't know. How many starts? Here, I'll it wasn't tell you a right lot. Now. What's that? It wasn't a lot. Well, I, how many was it? That's what it I want to know. It was 16. 16 starts. Right. Between the two years or just 16 in 20. 2019, 18. 16, and then in 2018, 10. So 26 and, starts in total. Okay, in 2018 with Atlanta, he had a, a 3.78 ERA and a 1.14 whip. Right. Good. Solid. Not great. Actually, no, no, my bad. A 2.87 ERA in 10 starts with Atlanta in 2018. 2019, he wasn't good with either team. They were 4 3 with Cincinnati, and then – 2020, he was good, great last year, and mm -hmm. dominant this year so far. Yeah, this is maybe I am maybe I am holding a little bit too much onto uh, on, onto what happened in the uh, in the Baltimore era. I, it's very possible, but like I said, listen I, again, he looks great right now. I want to see more. I want to see more. That's it. I just want to see more. Is that is that so wrong, Adam? To want a bigger sample size than five games? Um, again, you have, I don't, well, I don't understand what you mean. Like you want to see more to determine what, like if he's a good fantasy pitcher, a good, like, what do you need to see more of to determine what, what are you trying to determine? Meaning you need to see more. I want to see how he pitches in the summer months. I want to see how he handles the fact that these baseballs are, are going to get fucked with again throughout the entire season, just like they did last year. And yes, he, he withstood it last year, but now I want to see what happens this year. When he's got a, a much different situation, like pitching in Boston and in New York and, and handling a team like, you know, like the Rays. And yes, you know, I mean, listen, I just I mean, and his you know, own ballpark I, is a fucking bandbox. All right. I mean, he's he had to pitch against the Dodgers last year and in Coors Field. It's not like the oh, like it was the easiest division in the world. Giants yeah, won over. Yeah, well, yeah, well, listen, pitching in Coors Field against the Rockies who fucking were terrible. It, does, it doesn't matter. Terrible. Though. Really? Yes. See, I try to talk nice about the Yankees. You can't say a nice fucking word about the Yankees. Then you want to bring up Gossman. Uh, wait, and I criticize Gossman and you don't want to hear it. When did I not say when did I say something wrong about the Yankees? Well, you just, you know, every time when I said something nice about the Yankees, you're like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, no, but I just stated a fact. They have a nine game winning streak. Uh, against you stay, I'm just stating facts. It is. Is it a fact? What's the, the are, are the Orioles, Royals in Cleveland good? They combined yes. 25 and 39. Hey, at the time that we played the Cleveland Indians, they were actually pretty damn good. No, they're not good. Come on, man. <laughs> listen, all I'm saying is, listen, you can have Kevin Gossett. He's all yours. He's all yours. I mean, I wish I did. I think the guy's absolutely legit. Legit. Well, go, that splitter's unhittable. Him. Go trade for him. I How, you, how am I going to trade for him now? Uh, I don't know. He's he's too. The cost is too high. That is not the time to get him. Now is the time to go get... Kettle Marte, Jorge Polanco, guys like that. Those are the guys you get. You can't get Gossman now. You're gonna you have to overpay. In, you believe in Kettle Marte? Yeah, I do. Look at what he's done the last couple of years. He's a great hitter. He's off to a slow start. You know, I always looked at Kettle Marte as being a guy who I wanted to see steal more bases. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, he has the speed and he doesn't run much. I mean, obviously, the problem now is that lineup is so bad, but. Um, you know, they've moved him down in the order, which I don't get. Like, just leave him up top. I mean, he's a good hitter. You just gave him a contract. He's been a 300 hitter the last couple of years. Really, the issue over the last couple of years has been health. But, um, nah, this that's the perfect guy to buy low on. Oh, I worry a little bit about him. I do. I, you know, I mean, yeah, granted, the lineup is definitely dog shit around. The problem is so many guys are not hitting right now just because the way baseball is. So... I mean, there's very few guys that are hitting right now. I, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. Why do you think Kevin Gossman's numbers look so good? No, his, number, <laughs> his numbers look better than fucking Garrett Cole. Dude, you are such an – you are. You, you are low-hanging fruit. You know that? You, it's so easy to do that to you. It's no, so easy. It's not. it's not. You just don't like giving players credit.
I love giving players credit. Okay. Oh, I do. I so, do. Like, uh, listen. All right. So it's such a. You want to talk about Chris Bassett? I'll talk to you about Chris Bassett. I love Chris Bassett. I have Chris Bassett in multiple leagues. I made sure to go after Chris Bassett this year because I thought coming to the Mets was going to be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, think about it. This this idiot is sitting right now. He's like, he was, you know, quality in Oakland, wasting away in Oakland. And now he's over with the Mets and he's learning how to pitch from fucking Scherzer and DeGrom. I mean, well, he's, yes, he's actually, please. Sign been, me the fuck up for that. He's been good for a couple years, actually. Yeah, he's just wasting away over in Oakland, though. That was the problem. He's been a solid guy, but wasting away in Oakland. That's why I want to see Cole Irvin get moved somewhere. Let that dude fucking pitch in a different spot, too. Yeah, I mean, that's what they do. They move everyone. They move Manaya, and he's been good with San Diego. So, yeah, they're uh, a minor league team for the rest of baseball. <laughs> Just like the Rockies. Rockies actually played well. I'm surprised, man. I don't know how they keep winning, but they've been good. Um, I know it's early, but, you know, what are they, 13 and um, – I think they're like 13 and 9. Yeah, 13 and 9, 9 and 4 at home. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they're not they, going anywhere. No, they won't. They won't. I mean, eventually the pitching, the problems with their pitching will catch up. I mean, they just, I mean, the the Reds have fucking three wins, bro. Three wins. Dude, they're atrocious. I mean, it is embarrassing how bad they are. You want to talk about low-hanging fruit? How about fucking just taking the money line against the fucking Reds? Shit, you'd be there's no value in it. But... That. Yeah, probably by now. I mean, let me see. Is there who do the Reds play tomorrow? Let's check and see if there's any uh, out. You're going to have to parlay it at this point. Oh, yeah, you're definitely going to have to parlay it at this point. Dude, I saw it. OK, tell me your. I saw this today and my initial reaction was like, wait a second. So tomorrow, meaning Tuesday. And I got to dig deeper into this. Oh, wait, they changed it. Oh, I saw earlier today. That the Giants were plus 155 on the money, like underdogs against the Dodgers with Carlos Rodon on the mound. Now I'm looking on DraftKings, it's plus 115. So I guess people were hammering it. I'm like, plus 155, Carlos Rodon? Yeah, I'm going to take him. I don't care if it's the Dodgers and Julio Urias. I mean, really? With the way Rodon is pitching? And it's not yeah, like the Dodgers are hitting good. either. The Dodgers haven't been hitting, at least for power. Um, the Reds are, oh, yeah. Reds Brewers, Woodruff versus Molly, and the Brewers are minus 275 on the money line. Yeah, you know what kind of bums me out there in in the sense is um like I, I immediately I wanted before I saw the pitching matchup, I wanted to take the Brewers minus one and a half on the run line at minus one twenty. They just don't score runs. That's they the don't problem. score runs, yeah. yeah. So with Molly on the mound there for the Reds. I know he didn't have a great outing. His no, last and he's he's way better on the road. He doesn't. If you go look at his home road split, home road splits, you'll be I'm, amazed how bad it is. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna buck the trend. I'm gonna take the Reds at plus one and a half runs uh, at plus a hundred. It's not that bad. That could be a one run game. Yeah, could definitely be a one run game. I like that a lot. Oh, good. Now Jordan Montgomery's out the game. I hope the Blue Jays pound the shit out of the Yankees. Sydney, you. No, only be, only because so I, I had a debate and I said the Blue Jays are going to end the win streak, so I want to be right. Yeah, you know, I was actually looking at it because the Blue Jays handle left-handed pitching pretty well. I actually was thinking about the Blue Jays on the money line tonight. Yeah, I, that see, and look, I, even me, I was thinking about the Braves tonight beating the Mets. You know, coming off, uh, I didn't do it, but I was like, you know, the Mets are coming off a Sunday night game, division rival. They've been playing well. Braves haven't played well. Max Fried's on the mound. It's two one in the six, but but yeah, you're giving me the Blue Jays as a home dog plus money, and and like I know the Yankees have won nine in a row. The Blue Jays are nine and three in their last twelve. The Blue Jays yeah. are good at home, and they had eight righties against Montgomery. Now they only scored two runs off him, but they're into the bullpen, and the Blue Jays bullpen is not as good as the Yankees, but it's well rested. Gossman went seven on Sunday, so yeah, I mean again, it's Blue Jays home underdog. I don't really care who they're playing. Unless they're going against a dominant, dominant pitcher, which Jordan Montgomery's not. So, yeah, no. give me the Blue Jays. Yeah, I thought about doing that as well. What did I end up with today? I only took two games. Yeah, light get, schedule. Yeah, light schedule, getting back into it. I took the um, I took the under on the uh, on the Angels-White Sox game with Cease versus Sandoval. 
Yeah, and of course, I mean the two afternoon games, three nothing and one nothing. It's it's unbelievable how bad the offense is right now. Can can I just say something here? And this again, I said this on on Fantasy Sports Radio today on SiriusXM. Fucking, I hate points leagues, head to head points leagues. I hate them. I'll do head to head categories till I'm blue in the fucking face. Patrick Sandoval today, right? Didn't really didn't strike anybody out, right? He had two strikeouts. Still threw a quality start, right? Three earned runs in six innings. Two strikeouts. Six hits, three walks. Do you know how many points he scored in my head-to-head points league today? Not a lot. Zero. Right. Wait, then you – what? That is Zero. Wrong. How much is a loss? Um, um, you oh, got – who runs this? That's a bad scoring system. Because uh, I – Michael Fabiano runs this league. Okay, that explains it. Now I'm just, oh! I'm just kidding. I like Fabs, but come on, man. That I played in points leagues before. I've said it. They're fun. It's not my favorite, but they are fun. I stopped doing it, but that should not get a zero. Uh, what is a loss? Minus ten? It has to be minus. It ha- a loss has to be minus seven or minus ten. Yeah, because I'm trying to get to the uh, to the final scoring here. Because so usually, can... you know, innings pitched, you usually get. A point, a point and a half per inning. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that scoring system is messed up because he should not get a zero. I mean, again, he wasn't good. Two Ks. I mean, wa- walks must be minus one, and a loss might be minus seven, minus ten. That's the only thing I could think of. He sh- he shouldn't have a high score because he only had two Ks. Right, but it, he should have more than fucking zero. Yeah, I mean, again, the loss must be penalized heavily, and they must penalize walks. That's yeah, the only thing. So innings pitched are three. Hits allowed, minus one. Earn run, minus two. Oh, dude, that's an awful scoring walks, system. For walks eight. issued, minus one. That's why, dude, that is a terrible – I would never play in that. Once I a look loss, at that, A loss, minus five. Yeah. Dude, you can't have a hit minus one. You're going to have a hit minus one and a walk minus one. And what was the earn runs? Minus two. Oh, my God. So it's minus six for giving up three earned runs. Yeah. No, it's that's not that is not I don't want to, you know, people to get misled. That is not a typical points league system. I know I haven't played in one in the years, but I know them. That is that is off the charts bad. Horrible. Horrible. That makes that mean that makes the dominant pitchers even more. I mean, already in points leagues, usually the pitchers are higher because the two start weeks, the innings pitch and all that. That makes them even more valuable in this format. Like the Grom, the Grom in this format, the way he pitched last year, number one pick. Um, That's an awful system, awful. Yeah, I am. I am not a fan by any stretch of the imagination. It's why my my um my pitching staff, though, right? Logan Gilbert, Joe Musgrove, Chris Bassett, Alec Manoa, Patrick Sandoval, um, Drew Rasmussen, uh, Stephen Matz. Yeah, I know Matt's was good today, man, but he's going he's gonna to give you some negatives in that score system. Oh, yeah, dude, dude. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, no, that is really bad. I've oh. never seen something that extreme. Oh, I don't get it. I really, I just don't get it. I mean, listen, again. I don't even want to. I don't need to fight about the head-to-head versus roto. Just give me categories instead of points. Just let me have categories. I, I you know, it's just, it, it's just. I, I prefer to deal that way. No, nah, I do think it, honestly, if I was playing it, I prefer points over categories. I think points is a lot of fun, especially Sunday night. That system, no, I would not play it. It does. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's just you can't have minus one for a hit, minus two for an earned run, minus one. Like, come on, man. And strikeouts are one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to to make sure that Fab's too. He's like, he's like, I've been doing this league for like 25 years. Yeah, no, I've ne- I've never, and you know, I feel a lot of questions. I've never seen a scoring system like that. Oh, it's brutal. I feel like it's like a like a like a default scoring system on ESPN. Uh, it's on ESPN that you use. Yeah, that doesn't feel like default. That feels like that was somebody's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. I don't know. I don't play on ESPN much, so I could be wrong. I do use them for fantasy basketball, so I do like them. Um, but I don't have any baseball leagues on there. 
Oh, don't worry, Fabs. If you're listening, we'll we'll get it fixed. We'll get it fixed for crying out loud. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. <clears throat> you know, it's like, <clears throat> and 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 the offense is like so like driven down. Also, it's like you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is averaging like two point eight points per game. What, but you get, you've got, do you get a negative for an out? Oh, yeah. let, me, let, let me let me let me go back to it here. Let me help you out. Let me let me show you the the nightmare. It's got to be if he's averaging two. I know he's been cold. No, I was just I'm kind of exaggerating. I don't know what he's averaging. Yeah, it's probably right. like three. Then let's see. I think I have him on my team. So let's uh, let's let's take a look. See and uh, and see. Let's see. Where's uh, where where's Vladdy Daddy? Um. All right. Where's his average? Doesn't show his average. He's got one point today so far because he drew a walk. Fuck me. Um, offensive points. Here you go. One point for a run scored. One point for a total base. Right. One point for an RBI. One point for a walk. One point for a stolen base. And negative one for a strikeout. Okay. I mean, that that's not crazy. I've been in leagues where it's maybe minus half or a strikeout. I have seen some minus ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, offense, more reasonable. The pitching, not. Pitching's atrocious. It's atrocious because you're going to get guys who are going to, like, end up with, like, like you know, 30 points. I think uh, like 25 to 30 points, and then you're going to end the – Yeah, I think who <coughs> – oh, I, I think I, I was behind, so I streamed in – Kyle Muller on Sunday. Oh, boy. Yeah, that did not work out well. What was he, negative 12? Negative 18. Yeah, that's the problem, man. If a guy gets blown up in there, you are in deep shit. And there was somebody there was somebody who actually scored, and there was a pitcher who I had who had 18 points, so it immediately just, just negated everything that he fucking did. It was un. Believable. Wait, 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 I gotta find out who who did he ruin it for? Who did he ruin it for? Oh, maybe uh I think he might have ruined Logan Gilbert. Maybe that's yeah, because Gilbert did pitch on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, shit, man. I think we've uh, I think we've caught everybody up. We did not say anything about the New York Rangers. Um, can we can we give a shout out here to the New York Rangers and Hopefully my bet will come through, Adam. Uh, plus sixteen hundred uh, to win the Stanley Cup. Igor Shosturkin at plus three thousand um, to win the Conn Smythe. I say that you're taking a guy who is a goalie who is already the favorite to win the Vezina. If he gets hot, we all know what a hot goalie can do to any team's run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So why not the New York Rangers, Adam? I hope so. I am a fan, so I will definitely be rooting for you and rooting for the Rangers to hopefully uh, shock people and win the cup. As um, my guy Tobias Harris just uh, went over his player prop that I gave out on PicksWise today. It was over, over 17 and a half points, and Tobias gets to 19 with five minutes left in the third quarter. Oh, see, always nice when they hit the prop nice and early, right? Yeah, I mean, it, no Joel Embiid. I mean, Embiid had a usage rate of like 36%. <laughs> Tobias Harris's goes up almost 8% without Embiid. And they had Tobias Harris as the third as far as points. They had Harden at 25 and a half, Maxi 22 and a half. I'm like, uh, yeah, give me Tobias Harris. Uh, so nice one there. And uh, then I got Chris Paul in game two over nine and a half assists. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, it's always good to hit the first one. Always good to hit the first one. Well, all righty, man. Well, shit. All right. So we've done hockey, basketball, baseball, and football all in one show right there. We have anything else that we want to – did you uh, did you see the badminton tournament from uh, from from Taiwan last uh, night? It was tremendous, man. I mean, you talk about exciting action. Yeah, I was uh, – can't get over that one. That was pretty crazy. Not as exciting as the Russian table tennis uh matchup that we uh that we got a chance to watch as well so shout out to any and all sports uh right there. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, I got I got nothing else here. You got anything else uh, for the for the listeners at home, Adam? Now I'm getting ready to watch the end of the Heat Sixers. Uh, Sixers staying within striking distance at least late in the third quarter. Maybe it's different when you're hearing this, but uh, and then Suns Mavs, little Mets, and uh, then I got to watch um, Better Call Saul. I'm, re- I'm DVRing it. Yeah, oh, dude, my wife and I mired in like all this shit that we recorded on the DVR while we were away for a week. I'm all I backed up. Lots to catch up on, huh? Lot to catch up. You got to watch Ozark too, right? You watch that, right? Still have to watch Ozark. Yeah, I heard they dropped the last, uh, the the rest of the season. Yeah, I finished it uh, yesterday. Thumbs up. Yes. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, shit. I got some. I got some TV to go watch uh, along with the rest of this Yankees Blue Jays game. So that's gonna do it for us here. Thank you so much for. Uh, liking, subscribing, and all the fun stuff for uh, for me and Adam. But for Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time. Bye.